Hi everyone, I'm Max from AFM. Welcome to the Pilot Training Connect podcast, where we interview individuals from the pilot training industry to learn more about their organization and their views. Every week, we invite an industry leader to sit down with us. And this week, I have the great pleasure to be joined by Jen Liddell, founder and CEO at Aeroplant. Aeroplant is a strategic planning software tool for flight schools. Welcome to the Pilot Training Connect podcast, Jen. Thank you, Max. Um, Jen, can you give us a brief introduction, not only into what Aeroplant is, but also a bit about yourself, because I think it's quite instrumental for people to understand where you've kind of come from to develop the software solution that you have today. Yeah, um, yeah. Thanks for having me on today, Max. It's it's great to be here. Um, yeah. So Aeroplan is, like you said, it's um, resource planning software, and it's been specifically designed for the pilot training industry. So what we're doing is it brings all the planning onto one centralized cloud-based platform, um, and the result of having it all in one place is that you can easily see up to three years in advance when you're short of resources or when you have an excess of resource. So put another way, Aeroplan shows you when you can expect to have delayed students sitting on the ground or when you can expect to have your expensive resources sitting on the ground. Um, so we're trying to get that balance right for flight training schools. So um, it's an area of the industry that's really critical and yet um, coming into this um, market, there's no other effective products to be able to support flight schools with their planning. Um, so currently most flight schools are doing this on spreadsheets, um, which I know really um, all too well about. That's my background. So I started off many years ago as a flight instructor, um, doing both uh, EASA training and New Zealand training down here in, in um, Hamilton. And then I became more interested in trying to work out how to have the right number of resources at the right times. Um, so that students would finish on time, but without these huge peaks and troughs of training, because um, especially for us instructors, it was just really inefficient. Um, so I got stuck into trying to work out a solution. Um, I started working with Jackie, who's my co-founder of Aeroplan, um, around 10 years ago at the flight school that we were at at the time. And then that flight school grew and grew while we were there um, and ended up having bases around the world. and as that big flight school grew, our spreadsheets also grew while we were trying to keep up with um, modeling how many resources are required for the different student numbers and stuff. Um, so that was quite quite a, an interesting process. We were dealing with um, bases around the world. We were dealing with obviously different um, operational issues, different environments, uh, different resources, different instructor types, different student types. It's all of that into spreadsheets. So. Um, if you can imagine, the spreadsheets were incredibly slow. They were sort of clunky and there'd be this version over here and another totally different version over in a different direction. Um, it would take us up to two weeks to actually run one full scenario across the different bases and working out the right number of resources and things. And then something would change partway through that, that process and we'd have to start all over again. So. The cost of getting it wrong every time, though, was just astronomical. You know, we'd have student delays or we'd have um, 
yeah, aircraft sitting on the ground, or we'd have instructors stressed out, or we'd have instructors sitting on the ground. So it's just constantly, if we didn't get it right, the outcome of that was pretty, yeah, catastrophic really. Um, had lots of frustrated people, both staff and students. So yeah, it was um, it was an interesting process, but throughout that, we got a lot of exposure to other flight schools as well, and it became really evident that those issues just weren't isolated to that one flight school or that one set of flight schools. It was just actually an industry-wide problem. Um, and so the, the issues that we saw throughout flight schools, regardless of where they were in the world, the size of operation, the type of operation, we saw delays everywhere we looked. Um, we saw resource planning was really tricky, um, when to recruit, when to upgrade instructors, when to buy aircraft, when to hire aircraft, accommodation, when you need to invest in accommodation, all of that was really tricky to plan. Um, and then the other issue that we saw consistently was the connection between a high level strategic plan and what was actually happening day to day. There was a really um, poor connection between the two things. So it might be that the financial budget was set, but then what's actually happening day to day operationally on the schedule was something quite different. So yeah, we just thought there has to be a better way to do all of this. Um, it can't be spreadsheets, they can't keep up. So we kind of had this idea, I think it has to be cloud-based software where all of those activities are in one place. Um, and then we decided to go for it. So we quit our jobs um, and we started Aeroplanned. We've been working on it for about nearly three years now, actually. Um, and we did the design phase for a couple of years. Yeah, so we did the design and development phase for um, two years, and then we um, started, we took it to our early adopter customers. Um, the, so we had one in the UK and one in New Zealand, and they helped us test it out and refine it. Um, that was last year. And then we brought a full-time developer into the team as well. Um, he's amazing and we've got investment and we've got more customers and things. So yeah, we're just kind of um, at a point where we're getting up and running and the product's ready to go. And yeah, it's a, it's a really exciting time, but um, it's been a long process in the making. Um, Jackie's got a huge amount of knowledge in the industry too. I think we worked out that combined um, knowledge is about 45 years between the two of us yeah in the flight training industry so um yeah we've got a huge amount of knowledge to to go on um and yeah it's sort of showing in the product which is great it's, it's absolutely fantastic to hear uh, i i just want to maybe dive a bit deeper into um someone understanding the the value and the functionality of aeroplant so let us assume I I am the head of operations or I am part of the leadership team of a flight school. What can Aeroplant do for me? Um, you know, just just maybe share a bit more about the actual um, features and value that the software can deliver where it is today. Yeah, yeah. And it might be best to sort of give you an indication of the feedback we're getting from our current um, customers. So the biggest thing that they're saying is that the visibility is just incredible. So they're able to see the three year plan of all of their planned hours, their planned student numbers, their resources required compared to their resources available. 
um, so they can see the bottlenecks, the restrictions and the resources coming up and they've got plenty of lead time to do something about it. Um, they can see opportunities where there's resource available and they can increase their sales targets to really optimise that resource that they're expecting to have available. Um, they can see the delays, understand the delays of their current students and see the impact on the end date. And then we've got a function where you can fix an end date. So for example, if you're dealing with airline students, you can fix that date that they need to be completed with you. And then Aeroplan will work out what does that look like? How many events do they need to achieve per week to be able to achieve that? Um, and then how many instructors are required? How many aircraft are required? So you can actually see, is that possible to be able to do that? Um, along with that, so every student's got their own timeline. So you can see how they've been progressing to date. So it's also helped a lot of our customers to sit down with their students and say, you know, you've been progressing at one and a half events per week on average. We need you to now do six events per week to finish on time. Are you able to do that? No. Okay, let's stretch out that end date and go for three events per week. Here's your new end date. And while you're doing that, all the hours update, all of the instructor requirements update and all the aircraft requirements are updated. So everything's connected. You change one thing and everything else changes. Oh, and the other cool thing is um, scenario running. So if the sales team get a call and, you know, there's another 20 starts, they can just quickly put that in. It takes about 10 seconds and you can run it and just see whether there's enough resource to be able to accept those students or not. So, yeah. It's, it's you know, the, the first time that I came across our planned I was also amazed by um kind of the direction you're going with this and what value it can add to a flight training organizations because i know uh from previous experience as well right the operational planning using excel is has just so yeah. many uh, limitations um a, a follow-on question for the uh for the product itself you mentioned quite a lot of times the resources um so what resources within uh aeroplant are um, are able to be tracked and are able to be planned out for. I know you mentioned instructors, aircraft, um, right? You have your students as well, which is a sort of a, a resource. So what are all of the different resources one can one can play around with? Yeah, so when we built um, Aeroplan, we just we made the decision to make it all very customizable so that it was really relevant for anywhere in the world. Um, it doesn't matter what type of instructors or type of aircraft. So when we onboard a customer, we customize it with their different types of aircraft, um, their different types of instructor, how they want to see that. So um, we might have FAA types or they might have EASA instructors or um, yeah, different types of single engine aircraft, aerobatic aircraft. Um, so all of that, all of those resources are fully customizable per school. Um, and then yeah, we're just working on, um, in the future, we're looking at doing an accommodation module as well. So we'll be able to really clearly see dates students arrive in and arrive out. Um, sorry, depart. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's that whole piece now that we've got that foundation of all of the students, um, what else can we use that information for? So that's been really fun, how we can, how we can build those other features. Um, yeah. yeah. Okay, and and um, assuming again, I am you know part of a, a flight school leadership team, and I'm interested in an airplane. How would I go about um, 
you know, uh, evaluating this and potentially onboarding this to my operations? Yeah, so at this stage, it's just all, um, we're very small and we really want to get stuck into the industry. So it really is just face to face and it's a chat and we discuss the operation and we hear all about everyone's issues, which is fantastic. We love that. We love hearing problems so we can work out how to solve them. Um, and yeah, it's just a really interesting chat to start off with. And we hear about um, what sort of challenges they're having with their planning. And then we talk about um, how we could provide a solution to that. Um, and then that process in terms of onboarding. Again, because at this stage, we really want to learn more about the industry. We are fully involved with that onboarding process as well. So the time required by an actual flight school's um, team time is actually not that great because we're doing a lot of the work of getting it all customised, getting all of the data into Aeroplan. We're doing a lot of that ourselves because we're learning a huge amount from that process, which is important at this stage of our life cycle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's perfect. So it sounds like me as a potential flight school customer, uh, it's something fairly um, attractive to evaluate um, at the stage uh, because it, it would give me oversight um, of my resources, of my planning for what time frames did you say? You mentioned three years, correct? Yeah, yeah. So you can see this year and the following two. Okay, fantastic, yeah. fantastic. Um, so I'm quite curious to know, uh, I know you started three years ago, which is, you know, during the time, the, the past couple of years have been quite complicated to say the least. Um, but I know you've, uh, and you've briefly mentioned uh, some of it, you signed up flight schools, you've, uh, you've had different milestones. Can you just maybe share with everyone kind of how the last year has looked in terms of uh, growth and different customers that you have at Aeroplant? Yeah, I mean, the last year has been pretty phenomenal, really. Like, um, so now we have paying customers at um, locations around the world. Uh, we've got a team, which is exactly what we need at the moment. We've got all our development and our onboarding and our aviation expertise all in-house. So um, that's all looking great. And then we've also just... Um, received our final round of investment just last week. So all of that side is stabilised as well. We've got the, the funds to be able to make sure that um, our future is really secure and everyone seems to love what we're doing. The feedback's been fantastic from our customers. So, um, yeah, it's been amazing. And then just in the last month or so, we've um, signed up another, we've started with another three flying schools. So it's just um, slow and steady at this stage, but everything's looking hugely um, positive and exciting. And you know what it's like, Max, doing a startup. It's just um, every day is different and every day is exciting and you just kind of have to hang on for the ride some days. But, um, yeah, all of the pos positive feedback is just um, hugely encouraging, which is great. And and in terms of your customer base, I know you've got quite a globally geographically spread customer base, right? So, yeah. so your solution is not just, for example, focused on, you know, New Zealand or IASA. Can you just give us an indication for everyone kind of how large your geographical spread is? And then also in terms of uh, flight school customers, I know you've got some very large um, kind of big brand organizations, uh, but that you also have other very locally well-known uh, flight schools also as customers. Yeah, we've got a real mix. So I think in terms of globally, we couldn't really get more global. We're, <laughs> we're in New Zealand and in the UK and in America, which is kind of um, 
at the stage for a, you know just a small starting to grow operation um yeah we, we're pretty well spread um we've got we're really incredibly lucky at the start to sign up with um skyborn group which was just um they they'd be actually been looking for six months for something that would do this resource planning for them um and they had looked everywhere and then got to the end of that six months and said there's absolutely nothing on the market we need to build something bespoke to be able to do this for us and it just happened that we came um, sort of onto LinkedIn at about the same time mid last year and we connected and it just has been a fantastic partnership ever since. So, yeah, we're working with Skyborn in both the UK and Vero Beach in Florida. Um, we've got a fl flying school here in New Zealand. Um, another one signed up today. Uh, so, yeah, and then we've got a, um, one in a couple in the US on top of that. So it's that real spread, um, some are a lot smaller and some are a lot bigger. And it's just, um, yeah, the great thing about the software is as we were designing it, the, the whole, um, all the algorithms that are working out how many aircraft and instructors are required to deliver the training, all of that is customizable. So it looks at your weather cancellations, your daylight hours, your operating days, whether you shut down for the holidays, um, whether your instructors take three hour lunch breaks or work six days a week or all of that is customizable. So it doesn't matter where we are in the world. The process for us to onboard it is exactly the same. We learn about the organization and we tailor the software to suit them. Well, that's, that's that's really really fantastic to hear, and I'm always super excited when I see a new announcement of you know you onboarding another another customer. Um, based on um kind of also your geographical activities and based on all of the discussions that you're having, what are the kind of key trends that you're seeing currently in the industry? There's definitely a shift towards more professional flight training. Definitely seeing that. Um, so the recreational training is starting to reduce a lot um, and people joining the industry as students, there's a lot more of that intention to go on to the airlines um, than just learning how to fly and getting a PPL. Um, so we're seeing a lot of the flying schools are tailoring more towards that professional side of things, whether it's airline training or university programs or just that more professional they start here they finish here they're on a program um which again is is great for us because that's you know certainly more what our product is intended for is that real you know they need to start here and then finish on a set date um and get nice consistent training in between the which is thing, i guess which i guess is also a shift right in the pandemic there was this huge uh, there was this huge shift towards modular training, um, right, to do license by license, uh, to kind of have that control, to not sign up for a complete program, whereas now as we come out from the pandemic, right, uh, airlines or the industry in general would like to know, okay, what is what is the pipeline, what is the throughput going to be of like the students who sign up for these specific programs. So, I'm I'm seeing exactly the same trend that we're shifting heavily from modular towards kind of uh, integrated or you know they, they have different terminology across the globe. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and then obviously the shift that we're all seeing is just this huge boom in the industry. It's just incredible. Um, where that goes is going to be also exciting for us to all hang on 
um, for the ride. But yeah, that's that's obviously the other massive trend is just how incredibly quickly out of COVID everyone seems to be ramping back up again. And and I guess especially for this ramp up and for this uh, huge surge in terms of requirements by by the airlines for pilots, it's become ever more critical uh, for training duration to match kind of what is being discussed with airlines between pilot training organizations and, and airlines. And I think this is where Aeroplan will really make all the difference because I, I'm seeing more and more airlines getting engaged with flight schools, you know, partnering or buying their own or, you know, operating their own. And for them, for an airline, right, one of the most critical things is they want to know, okay, in Q1, we will have this many new uh, second officers and first officers joining in Q2. And this is kind of where I think there's there's no other solution other than yours at the moment, which really provides flight schools and airlines which operate flight schools, that visibility um, to kind of track the, the let's call it, and I know the, the industry doesn't like this terminology, but the output um, in terms of pilots going on mm. to the line um, and what needs to be done to achieve that output. Um, I want to ask you about one of the, one of the uh, key challenges that is being seen almost uh, more and more significantly on a week by week basis is resource limitations. So mm. the key trend is there's more demand for pilot training, but, there's so many different factors now influencing the different resources to be able to meet uh, that demand. So can you share your thoughts on some of the challenges that the industry is currently seeing? Oh, it's just it's just huge. It's almost um, scary, the point where um, how is the industry going to have enough flight instructors to create the demand of pilots coming through? It just... Um, down here in New Zealand and certainly in countries where there is no minimum limit for the airlines to take what um, obviously up in America with the FAA limit of 1500 hours, they have that pipeline of instructors moving through that must reach that 1500 hours. Um, and they've got a big enough problem up there with instructors as it is, but you come down to other places in the world where there isn't that limit of 1500 hours, they, the airlines can just keep dropping their requirements to a point where no one's going to be instructing for very long at all. Um, and so how are we going to have enough instructors to train those pilots? It's hugely concerning. And what we're trying to do with our software um, is to try and link all of that, that visibility up. So being able to see what is the implications of taking X amount of instructors from the industry. What does that look like to the pipeline of pilots that can be trained once you've reduced that number of flight instructors? Um, and we're just um, starting those conversations with, with some New Zealand flying schools. And um, we had a discussion with Air New Zealand about that, how to actually look at that full end-to-end -end pipeline because these um, organisations can't necessarily operate individually anymore it has to be you look at it from day one all the way through to becoming an airline pilot and then uh, you know TRE or the whole pipeline needs to be looked at and managed otherwise we're just going to end up with a huge 
deficit in pilots that just won't be able to be fixed because there's no one to teach them. <laughs> so yeah, uh, I I I couldn't agree more with you, and I think uh, I've I've done a lot of research. The team at AFM has really um, looked at New Zealand quite a lot. Uh, New Zealand has a fantastic pilot training, uh, flight training infrastructure. Uh, but, you know, especially now coming out of uh, the pandemic, the the operator in, in New Zealand does have a, you know, strong requirement for pilots. And I think it, you're you're absolutely right in terms of like the industry working closer together. I knew in New Zealand, a lot of great work is being done by Aviation New Zealand, uh, John Nicholson, right, which is like the the trade association. Um, how are you seeing it in in uh, other regions of the world? So I know you've got customers in the kind of UK uh, um, and in the US. So can you give any sort of indication? Is it just flight instructors across all these regions or are you also seeing um, maybe some limitations in terms of aircraft availability or, um, you know, or uh, is it maybe that, for example, students are um, not coming through the pipeline as quickly as possible because maybe they want to do slower training, more of a work-life balance, like any, any other insights that, that you're seeing? Yeah, well, definitely the flight instructor issue is becoming global. I mean, that's just just happening everywhere and just hearing the airline recruitment numbers required up in America, um, looking at how many instructors will have to just move on to those roles. It's just going to be incredibly quick. Um, so the flight instructor issue, I think, is just going to be global and worldwide. It's going to be a huge issue with multi-engine instructors in particular because if you are moving on to the airlines incredibly quickly, why are you going to slow down and do an upgrade um, that may require you to be bonded for a period of time if you can just continue single engine VFR instruction all the way through and hit the airlines? So I think there's going to be a real shortage of those multi-engine advanced instructors and those really highly qualified instructors. Um, there's also the yeah shortfall of um, aircraft at the moment incredibly hard to get hold of a new aircraft um people are waiting you know up to two years for a new Cessna and a, it's just the the pipeline of um that availability of uh, new aircraft as well is becoming an issue waiting on parts um they were talking about the the windows actually were a real issue because so much of that was used for um the COVID shields and things during that time so they've all run out of windows to be able to put into the aircraft so yeah huge um supply issues going on uh and it feels like we're just kind of going to hit everything at about the same time it might be that we're short of aircraft and short of instructors and therefore short of pilots all, all at once so how can we do more with less is really what we have to ask as an industry how can we be more efficient and make sure that everything is optimized so are we using the aircraft as efficiently as possible have we got the right mix of instructors because if you've got a bottleneck at some point in your pipeline it, the whole pipeline is only going to go as fast as that bottleneck so how do you identify what that bottleneck is and make sure that everything's going through that pipeline at the right speed it's that real visibility that needs to happen Okay. Uh, well, uh, luckily, uh, I would say luckily for flight schools, at least now following the pandemic, there's Aeroplan, which is a potential strategic planning solution out there, you know, to address some of these uh, increasing challenges on a, 
I, I see this almost on a week by week um, in, increasing in terms of the stress level on uh, flight training organizations. Mm-hmm. Um, last question from my side is, I've seen, um, you know, Aeroplant um, grow, especially over the last kind of six to 12 months, quite significantly in terms of its geographical footprint. Where do you see Aeroplant in two years time? Yeah, it's a um, it's an interesting one because the trajectory at this stage is just yeah, it's um, the dream is to really just improve the standard of planning in the whole pilot training industry. Just improve the standard because generally it's it's not done very well, and it's not that anyone's not trying hard enough to do it, or it's just there's no product to support that. Um, we want to connect the community and make sure that. So we want to improve the efficiency for individual flying schools, but also across a community of flying schools. How does that work? Is there an ability to be able to share resources across a community of flying schools? Um, And then there's just what you're saying about the airlines, that importance of visibility of the pipeline. So we really want to increase the transparency in the industry as well so that airlines would be able to log into Aeroplan and see how their students are progressing, see how far behind they are, see if their flight training school's got enough aircraft and instructors to complete them as per what they have said they will. Um, The students know where they're at. So just really improving the communication and the transparency and so everyone's working to the same to the same goal really um so yeah we've got we've got great dreams of how we can do all of that and it's really exciting because i think the industry is at a point where they want to hear those solutions yeah oh, that's that's really fantastic and uh and jen and uh, uh regards to jackie as well um from the entire afm team we uh, we know you're going to succeed. You have a Thank solution you. which is in demand uh, by the industry, and uh, and we really wish you um, uh, the best of luck with it. Um, for anyone uh, who's interested to learn more about uh, Aeroplant, I can highly recommend to check out their website. It is aeroplant.com. Uh, we will put uh, the link into uh, the article or into uh, below the video or below the podcast, or to connect with Jen on LinkedIn. Uh, I know Jen is uh, quite active on LinkedIn as well. So um, definitely a, a good place to connect with her. And of course, follow the Aeroplaned, uh LinkedIn page where all the latest uh, flight school partners are uh, being announced. Um, is there anything else you want to say, Jen? No, that was enjoyable. Thank you. Thank you very much and have a lovely evening.